Queen's Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Singleton. And as a child of the 80s, I'd love to say queens rule, but they don't. Queens lead. Being a queen means you are worthy to be a leader of people. The guests on our show do exactly that. They are leading the way in their businesses, families, and communities. They're taking their rightful place in the spotlight, leading and inspiring the developing queens in all of us. Welcome to the Queen's Lead Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Queen's Lead Podcast. Today, I am so blessed to be joined by Casey Slavonic. She is one of the founders of UB Outfitters. Welcome, Casey. Hello, how are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it's good to be on here. So tell us a little bit about UB Outfitters and how that came to be. Um, so about a year ago, my husband... Um, wanted to launch a Christian hat company. He loves hats. And so anyways, we were playing around with the idea and, um, the Holy spirit just spoke to him and saying, you know, you already have your logo. Why don't you use Hogan's, um, drawing from 2014, which Hogan is our son. And so anyways, we went, I have an art wall of my kids art, And so we went back and looked at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what we need to use. So it's a watercolor um, that he won in the state at the state fair at nine years old. So it's extremely special to us. And um, so he used, so we were like, oh, we need to use that. And he, um, so anyways, we were just kind of playing around with it. Um, and he was like, I think, you know, we're kind of outdoorsy people and he wanted to have an outdoorsy brand. So the outfitter part fit that. And then the UB stands for unashamed bride. Um, and so it just kind of fell together as UB outfitters and then our son's logo. And it just kind of came to, and we sat on it for a while, um, and didn't really do anything with it. And, um, God just kept on speaking to us and, he, you know, putting things in front of us that we need to use it, um, the logo and, and stuff like that. And so finally the summertime, I took it more serious and we both, um, just kind of agreed that it was something that we needed to do. Um, he is a recovering addict and I am a survivor of sexual trauma, sexually abused trauma. And, um, anyway, so we've lived that life of, you know, feeling shameful and, um, oh, just, you know, feeling shameful and really didn't know yeah, yeah. to do, um, for a good several years. And so then we got, we've always went to church and have been around faith, but until we really didn't know what else to do, and didn't have anybody else to lean to, we, our faith took us to Jesus. And then that's where we really found our freedom. So long story short, it was just kind of meant to be that it, we start this brand, UB Outfitters that will help people, you know, with sexual, any kind of trauma, really, because I think trauma um, is a wide range of things. Um, yeah. And the addiction part of being unashamed. So that's kind of the unashamed bride and that mm -hmm. you know, the, we're the bride of Christ. So that's kind of where we, um, went with that. And so we just want people to hear our testimony and our survival story on 
and I feel like God is using that for this ministry in this testimonial apparel line. Okay. So what, what was your life like before UB Outfitters? Were you in a traditional corporate type job or what did so, you guys do before this business? So, um, my husband's still, he obviously still working cause he's supporting it, but <laughs> <laughs> he, um, was in oil and gas and owned his own brokerage. And then he is now in medical device sales. Okay. And then I have been a real estate agent for, I guess, four years. So I was doing the real estate thing. Um, and I, I like real estate. I don't want any of my clients to hear that part, but I love real estate. I just, I love the nonprofit side of things. Um, and so I feel like this has kind of taken me towards that a little bit where I can be in a nonprofit role eventually, um, in helping others. Okay. So is UB Outfitters a nonprofit or is it, it no, supports it's another not, nonprofit? Is it's that right? not, but my long-term goal is to create a nonprofit off of it yeah. and be able to support that. And that is, I really want to speak and have a nonprofit for younger, like 18 to 20 year old girls that have had trauma. So you had, you guys obviously have had then some level of business experience having been in the space you're in as a real estate agent. Like, mm -hmm. so I guess you were probably prepared for some of the challenges that starting a new business came with, but I know this has been it, like you said, in the work since 2014, 2015, what was, um, what was some of the biggest challenges that you've had leading up to the launch, which was in October? Yes. October. Nice. Um, well, so I say, we just came up with this about a year ago, 2014 is when my son drew the logo. Okay. And then that's when, so that, when the seed was planted in right. art form. <laughs> exactly. I love it. And yeah. we actually went downhill before. Um, so anyways, that year was um, just kind of pivotal in our family because that is when my husband started doing drugs that year. And I um, found out about my sexual abuse. And so that was the year and my son drew that logo. And so it's crazy that the Holy Spirit, you know, used him during that time. And then we lived in mass chaos for four years um, in our family, why he was using drugs, which, you know, I didn't know he was using drugs until mm -hmm. I heard his testimony. Um, I do. He went to rehab and everything like that, but I didn't know he used drugs every day for three years. Wow. Until, yeah. Until I, um, listened to his testimony at what about nine months ago, he kind of, um, takes care of me in a sense. And, and I guess it's more so God than anything that he doesn't tell me everything that, you know, happened with those years when he was using, cause I still think he wants to take care of me just as a person. So, mm. um, he's real protective about that, but so, so anyways, the business started with that drawing. I feel, you know, God was preparing that moment through my son. Um, and then we went through, and then my husband became um, sober in 2018. Nice. So it was four years. And then, so last year he wanted to do the hat thing. And so with Hogan's logo. 
So were you, um, were some of the challenges like finding the person to where to get the hats, how to put the patch on, how to get the word um, out? You know, I've been really trying to, um, depend a lot of pray on prayer and cause I become overwhelmed as a, you know, just a mom and trying to do another business. Um, so I haven't really been stressed too much about like, it, it just seems like God's like taking us every step of the way. So I'm just been in prayer and for him to lead us there. So it's actually flowed pretty seamlessly. Um, other than I would say, you know, we're at the point now where, you know, we are going to have to make decisions on, do we want to go wholesale with our company? You know, what that looks like financially is mm -hmm. more so that I think that's going to be more of a obstacle right now than anything else. Cause we have mm -hmm. a great support group, mm -hmm. you know, friends and, um, churches, and I have some really good influencers now and, um, so I, I would say it's gone pretty seamlessly, but I haven't put a lot of pressure on it either. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like a do or die kind of business. You both right. had your own other jobs and other streams of income. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, and I, obviously I looked around on your website a little bit. Um, now are are these items, tell us more about the items. Is it just hats or is it kind of expanded into other apparel? So we are doing, um, it, it obviously started with the hats and the patch and, um, and then we're doing t-shirts and we have a lot of other apparel on order. We're just kind of slowly taking it, you know, um, in strides just cause I don't need a whole slew of clothes at my house. Cause I'm working from home right now, <laughs> t-shirts and hats right now, but you know, we're have like sweatshirts coming and waffle shirts. Um, you know, my goal is to kind of be similar to Patagonia in a way, just that outdoorsy when, and if we reach out to do wholesale type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So does it, so does every piece of apparel have that same logo on it? Do they have other sayings or like, so, are you mixing it up? Yeah, we're mixing it up. We have some other branding. Um, it will all have the UB Outfitters on it, but then we have about probably five other logos. We have, you know, just like part of the sun with testimonial apparel. Um, and yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's all, it all stems from that one logo though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean to be aware or be a, supporter, or I even saw an opportunity to be a brand ambassador for UB Outfitters. What does it mean when, when someone's wearing that as an unashamed bride? So we're kind of um, picky on the ambassador part because I want the, you know, person to have the same or be aligned with what we believe in our business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think when you wear UB Outfitters, it's just, you know, walking, you know, in the, I mean, form of living unashamed, um, and not carrying that guilt and, um, everything that Satan tries to bring you down, but more so, you know, break the bondage of some kind of trauma or some kind of addiction, addiction, um, where it just, it's a kind of a freedom apparel line that, mm -hmm. you know, it, 
reminds you of, you know, don't live in the past, but you've got a whole future ahead of you. So, and I try to remind myself and like others that when I talk to, I'm going to talk to them about it is, you know, I love our brand and I love the raw moments that we live through, um, like the addiction, like sometimes I think my husband and I get comfortable that we forget where we were. Um, you know, he'll be five years sober in February. And I think we forget where we were in those moments of desire of just needing some way out. Mm -hmm. Um, that I don't want to forget that. Like, I don't want to forget that feeling, but I also, want to live in the moment now where that feeling doesn't bother me, but, but I still want that fire to help somebody else in that moment. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. So like, that's one of my biggest fears is, you know, we go year after year, you know, progressing in our areas of our addiction and our trauma and our healing work that I, I don't want to lose that raw moment of, you know, it's someone's first day of sobriety and mm-hmm. I might be that person to help them with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of, and I want people when they wear that brand to realize that there's a big story behind it, but yet there's a lot of hope in front of it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, when I talk about all of our store, you know, our testimony and, just how hard it was. I also want, you know, to show people just hope in the story of it. Yeah. Do you, do you think that, uh, or has it been challenging, um, within the Christian community to really bear all of that? I know for myself, you know, I grew up in church and, and a couple of different, different ones and iterations of, um, of religion, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it's not really something that's, welcomed to be shared in some circles. No, I totally agree. I, I think some, um, churches want to push it aside, um, and not bring it to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as if they, they do not want, you know, that you didn't want to find out about it, or I don't know how to put it. Um, because I've lived through this. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to say it um, correctly, but, but yes, I agree. I think churches push it aside. I think you have to find the right one that will get on their knees with you and, and feel the shame that you felt and recovering from that and showing you the end result. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So no, I think, um, has it been hard for us to share, I don't think so much like in the church area, maybe, um, maybe more so for our previous friends, it's kind of, well, cause it's all, we've lived two different lives. I mean, we've yeah. had this partying lifestyle and we had this great friend group and, you know, we lost all of that, not intentionally. It just, we went the other way and yeah. so it's, um, and then the church side of it, we went to a fairly large church for a lot of the recovery. So you, you kind of can hide in there and <laughs> no one knows, you know? Oh, I hate that you feel like you have to hide or I don't want I anyone to feel like they have to hide. <laughs> I read a book, I've read many books by, I believe the one I'm thinking of was by uh, Mike Iaconelli who wrote Messy Spirituality and some of these others, but he talks about a preacher 
and he calls him the dumpster pastor because the pastor's wife had gone out of town and it come about that the pastor was actually addicted to pornography and he'd gone and he'd thrown it away in the dumpster outside their apartment. And the minute she left to go out of town, he was out there digging through the dumpster. And he says to, to get the porn again, because he was so mm -hmm. addicted. And he said, when we finally all realize that there's a dumpster pastor in every single one of us, we all deal with something, some yeah. kind of sin or whatever you want to call it a struggle. We all deal with it. And it's time that people in recovery and in leadership in recovery or religion or other, you know, community groups to stand up and say, that's okay. Come, we're here for you too. But you know, not yeah. just the general public, but those of us, myself, I'm also in recovery, um, mm -hmm. to stand up and say, that was me. I was ready to die. I was killing myself. I made all these choices and now I'm choosing something better. And there's hope on the other side of that. And there's a better life for you on the other side of that. And until those recovering addicts are willing to stand up and say, that was me, mm -hmm. I'm also a dumpster pastor. No one else is going to step up and, you know, have the, the gumption to say that I know. it's up I to us to say it. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, the leaders of the church should, um, almost break down their wall as well and be vulnerable, you know, mm -hmm. um, not to make you feel safer or make you feel better, but like you said, we all struggle with something. And yeah. if you don't, then you're lying, mm -hmm. you know, to yourself mm -hmm. and the community. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Congratulations all, on your recovery. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Best thing I've ever done for sure. But, um, no, and for the church, you know, I've been mem a member of a church where the pastor did stand up and say, I've made a mistake. I'm coming to you guys to let you know, I've fallen into this, this situation. And they were like, Chick, exit. Bye. See ya extradited. You're not for us. Well, every member on the pew is also dealing with something. Yeah. So I, you know, there's this, um, there's this break in authenticity of humanness that I feel like is really starting to make a comeback. Yeah. And I, I'm so thankful for brands like yours that are spreading that word. It's yeah. an important word. Well, and it's a lot of, you know, the brand is about addiction too, and the trauma, but on my side, um, it's about betrayal of what, you know, my husband, it wasn't like, he betrayed me like in our marriage, but, you know, lying and stuff like that. So living from or surviving that, um, has been another part of the business. Just, you know, I want women to know that, you know, marriage can work after being betrayed. Yeah. Um, and so that's another important part of the brand that I, you know, want to share too. It's not just, um, so we kind of have a whole lot of, um, messiness in the brand. <laughs> I love it. That can help a lot of people, um, not feel so alone, I guess, and ashamed. Yeah. Wreck it. Blow it yeah. up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring them alongside. <laughs> yeah. Bring them on. But no, it doesn't so bother us, um, sharing. And I think God has given us that conviction, um, because we're so vulnerable about, ourselves and our testimony. And we just want to help other people at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. It's about that one person one exactly. at a time, bring them on in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so tell us a little about, about the, um, the nonprofit that the proceeds from this supports. 
So it is called Hope is Alive. Um, and what they do is they take, um, it's like a halfway house. They try to build. So after you go to rehab, but, and I think you can go there for a rehab part two. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that part, but, and I sit on their advisory board and it's a great organization, but so what they do, it's a recovery program um, for addicts and they buy houses in the community. I think they have 21 houses in Oklahoma City, Colorado, North Carolina, Texas, um, so all over the country. Mm -hmm. um, and they place you in a house and you have to pay for rent. So, and you have to either have a job or go to school and they just kind of teach you how to live in society after, a, you know, being an addict. Mm -hmm. uh, and they see a lot of success with it. I, I mean, it's great. They, you know, they teach you simple things, how to balance checkbooks. Uh, I mean, just how to live a normal life that is stressful altogether. Um, mm -hmm. But they give you those tools and that support mm -hmm. during that time, you know. Wow. And, then, and then so you can graduate out of those homes and they have a big graduation, which is sweet. And, and then they'll you know, help you place with a job and it's just a good network and just a good Christian-based nonprofit that, you know, I don't know if it's considered a nonprofit. I think it is, but, but anyways, so that's kind of what they do. It's just an in-between step for. Yeah. Like addicts. a sober living house, but with a program that helps you Perfect. reintegrate more. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's exactly what it is. I don't know why I couldn't say. Sober living house, sober living yeah, house. Yeah, but not every sober living house, you know, they have rules, but not necessarily teaching you those actionable tools. Like here's how you apply for a job. Here's how you call right. a bank or, you know, the things that have to happen that sometimes we've kind of fried our brains a little bit over the last few years coming up to that point of need. So having that support system there is very important. Yeah, so it's really neat. And, they, and um, I've become friends with some of the, recovering addicts that are just super special and it just um it's neat it it's a really sweet blessed organization yeah I bet it sounds so, like they're turning out some pretty fantastic individuals on the other side yeah they are I love that and they have a lot of energy they have a lot of energy like you do I watch you on Instagram I'm like oh my god <laughs> she is up and going <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm so happy to be alive I mean I just can't make enough of each day, you know, this, that's awesome. The more people I get to talk to the more people I get to help and support and lead. It's just a blessing to be alive. So, you know, there was a time when I didn't want to be alive at all. Yeah. And now that you can see if you can make a difference in just one person's life, it was all worth it. So no, For um, sure. well, I love that. Uh, the hope is alive half, basically halfway house over living house, turning yes. out some good people. So talk to the audience a little bit about, you mentioned your mom of two? Yeah, two boys. Two boys, two yeah. boys. Tell us how, how do you do it? Real estate agent, running hats, nonprofit board service, a mom, a wife, a friend. How do you do it? Um, well, they are older. And so one's a senior, he's 17 Hogan, which, um, He's the one I was talking about earlier that drew the mm -hmm. brand. And then I have a 12 year old. Um, they're kind of self-sufficient now, actually. 
right. Mine so, are our last two are 18 and 14, and I'm right there with you, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're this close. <laughs> exactly. So they're kind of self-sufficient. Um, and my husband and I, and I, we make a good team now. And so um, you know, it's you know, life is really good. So I just do, I mean, it's just it's kind of like you, know, I'm happy to be alive and you know, still in my marriage and with my family of four. Um, so it's pretty good. I really don't, real estate obviously has slowed down right now. So that's been kind of nice. Um, so I'm able to focus on the brand and, um, but yeah, so it's been, it's been, the last two years have been good. Now I'm adjusting to a senior in high school and trying not to, I'm trying to let go of the enabling and like the codependency kind of thing so he can like flourish next year but yeah it's so, so hard I know so I'm struggling with that actually um, yeah I but yeah you. maybe we good. can have coffee and talk about that because we've got what he graduated last year so I'm literally today having text conversations about he's going out to get his own insurance what do I do do I buy the car first do I go to the target so yeah I'm <laughs> Oh, like, yeah. I want him to do it on his own, but really, I just want to go hand it here and go do it. You know, I know for sure. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> um. So tell us a little bit about who Casey is as a person. Like, where did you grow up? How did you come into who you are and as um, an adult? So I am from a small town in Western Oklahoma called Hammond, Oklahoma. Um, I'm a farm girl. We, um, I rodeoed and did all that kind of stuff. And then I moved to the city. I um, have a lot of sisters. So, you know, we kind of have a big family, which is fun. And then I moved to the city for college and then um, met Blake. And we've been together for, I guess, almost 19 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, yeah, the farm girl meets the city boy kind of thing. <laughs> Um, and so who I am, I, I mean, and so that's kind of just a short glimpse of where I came from. I have an incredible mother. Um, she has definitely been on her knees praying for us a lot. So anyway, she's extremely special to me and, um, as is all my sisters as well. But, and then, so who I am now, I would, you know, I'm a daughter of the true King. Um, so that's my first thing that I'm excited about is, um, being that, and then, you know, Blake's wife, which I admire him so much, just watching his journey and his, you know, will to survive some days, um, has been just truly, truly remarkable. I mean, he is just definitely someone that I admire and am in love with. And it has just been those hard days, that we had and everything like that right now it's the best it's ever been so it's worth the fight and yeah. I try to stress that to some friends that you know have broken relationships like you know it's hard right now but you know you stay with it and it is worth the fight yeah you know, it's worth fighting for having that and um so now we just have such a biblical relationship that it's very special um so yeah, I am very honored to be his wife. And then um, we have two boys 
18 or 17 he's not he'll be 18 in a few months and then um harper is 12. and so i i get to be a mother to them and that's a true blessing as well i love my boys um my i mean i kind of just consider them you know i mean i consider them my two little best friends my <laughs> oldest one might disagree with that right now but um, <laughs> my he'll come daddy. back around when he's 25 it's fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so um yeah so i just you know i have a few different roles but i'm just honored to be surrounded by those three people all the time in my house um and be able to watch that every day so that's kind of where I am now. And, um, oh, and, and I guess another important thing is, you know, I'm a survivor, which I feel extremely honored to say, because um, I didn't find out about my sexual abuse until 2014. Wow. And this is something that had happened to you that you'd maybe blocked out. So I blocked it out. And like my husband, when I say, we, you know, we lived a partying lifestyle, I never did drugs or anything, but I drank a lot. And now the more I learn about trauma and, you know, go through the healing process, um, you know, a lot of the reasons why I drank was to hide um, or to cover up what happened to me as a little girl. And mm. so um, it happened to me as a little girl and we, um, and so I obviously went forever in my life. And then I, when my little boy, my oldest was probably about two I started having anxiety and I've never had that before. Mm -hmm. And it, and I did not put all this together at the time. Yeah, I bet. Naturally. Why but, is this happening? Right. And so, so yeah. we went through. And so when he, so anyways, my, um, I've always kind of seen natural paths and um, natural kind of healing doctors. And so one of them, you know, she was like, Casey, I don't know what else to do for your anxiety. Um, you know, we either can do, um, you know, medication or, you know, you can go to hypnotherapy, which I, I know is um, kind of, oh, I don't know how to put that wording in the Christian community. Kind of controversial, lot. maybe. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And my vocab's not very big. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Controversial. So Everything is controversial in the Christian community. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And so but I chose that, um, not knowing at the time I was just in so much, um, pain, just physically, mentally. Um, I mean, it was horrible. And so anyways, going through hypnotherapy, um, it all came out and yeah, okay. So and this little old Christian lady was the hypnotherapist. She was a nurse anesthesiologist. She literally lived a mile from me. Wow. Uh, and so it was, I, I mean, other than, you know, maybe being controversial, it was a healing time for me uh, just yeah. to release that from, yeah. you know, my body and learn about myself. Um, so that happened and I don't remember what the question, oh, my trauma part. So yeah, I'm still healing from the trauma part. I nearly um, died of mold toxicity and Lyme disease. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, and that was probably one of the worst things I've ever been through in the past five years that happened in 2019. 
Oh my gosh. Right yeah. after Blake chooses recovery, then you get sick with right. very difficult to deal with. And so, and I, and I think my body was just finally breaking down, you know, I think it was, yeah. And so we lived in a house with mold and we found that it, um, anyway, so that was a whole different, um, reality check. And, and I'm still working on that. It's an everyday process for mm-hmm. that part of that sickness as well. So that's a big part of my story is the, you know, just surviving the mold in line. Um, mm-hmm. but saying that trauma you store so much trauma in your body, you know, it just keeps on making you sicker and sicker. And if you don't get rid of it somehow, however you choose to, you know, release and heal, um, I I don't think you will ever physically get well. Yes. hundred percent. And so, um, you know, a lot of people there's mold out every day and people just don't understand that I just had so much going against me that I just got so sick from, you know, the mold because my trauma from, you know, and then Lyme disease. And so all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's trauma is not that I love trauma, but I have learned so much about trauma and how it affects just you physically, mentally, um, Mm -hmm. that I, I really like to help people in that area as well. Yeah. It takes up a lot of space here. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of space. So when we can finally make that switch to not obsessing and thinking about it all the, all the time, right. things really start to move forward. At least they yeah. did for me. Yep. I totally agree. So, 100%. well, thank you so much for sharing all of that. I know that's a lot. It's been kind of an emotional hour, but I love that you're willing to bear it all and be that unashamed bride um, for your trauma and what you've been through with your husband and your family and your life is just so inspiring and very representative of uh, queens that are leading. So I appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. Tell the guests where they can um, learn more about how they can too join this uh, apparel brand and, and represent being unashamed for themselves, maybe even become an ambassador if the values are right. Yeah. So, um, we have a website and it's www.ubeoutfitters.co. Um, that's one way. And obviously we're on social media. Um, one other special thing about our brand is we have a testimonial apparel. That's what we call it. So, um, where you can share your testimony and then get your favorite Bible verse on one of our apparels. So kind of like a, um, you know, their own little brand in a sense, and that reminds them of their survival. Um, and, and so, and that's neat. So we obviously launched October 3rd, maybe first of October. And, um, you know, and we've, the next day I got a testimony from a girl and how she was in prison and now she's four years sober and she's got her kids back. And, um, so it was just really special to see that God brought her to me to be able to pray for her, but also see her story of hope because people want to share at the end of the day and it's Mm -hmm. healthy to share. And so we want to create that community of a testimonial apparel that they are able to do that. So anyway, someone can go on and order just like one shirt with their own testimony story on it, or it just has like their Bible verse they choose on it. So they have to order a minimum of of four and then they can pick whatever they want. And we'll either get like screen printed on there or like embroidered. Our vision is to have it on the hat, you know, 
to mm-hmm. have a their Bible verse on a hat. Okay. With, with the UB Outfitters logo. Yeah. Nice. And then, um, and if they want, like this girl, you know, she wants us to share our story with um, around our social media channels and our um, website. So, so yeah, I just kind of create a community of survival and hope and for people not to feel so alone out there, you know, yeah, and definitely. So that's kind of, so you can, they can go on our website. We're having new stuff, um, come up here in a few months and all that kind of stuff. And then you can look and apply for, to be the brand ambassador as well. And that looks like, you know, we'll mail you clothes, you know, and you just have to commit to sharing our product. Yeah, for sure. Wear it and share it. Be yep, proud. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. So you heard it here from Casey at go to ubeoutfitters.co. Get your swag, get your, uh, get your hat and get your, your verse on a hat and be proud of the fact that you are an unashamed bride who's recovered and made it to the other side. Bring some more along with you. Thank you so much for being my guest, Casey. And thank you for being a queen that leads. Thanks, Amy, for having me on. I appreciate it.